All right. But we continue today, week three of our, our parenting series, Not for Cowards. And, and uh, I had week one, Pastor David preached last week, uh, and we've talked about what is um, the parent's priority. And then in week two, we tackled some, some conversation about here are some practical principles, some timeless parenting principles that we can glean from Scripture. If you've missed those, I would encourage you to catch up online. Uh, but we're going to chug right along today, and we're talking about honor and obedience and how that relates to authority and discipline. Okay, let's start with this. Hey guys, wait up! Whoa. Saved your life! Aww, you guys made me eat! <laughs> What's that? I know what that is. Oh, oh, Sandy Blanken saw one. He called, he said it was called, um, a butt. Wow, that's a pretty big butt. Oh, look at me! I'm gonna go touch the butt! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Let's see, you get closer. Okay. Beat that! Come on, Nemo, how far can you go? Since it's not safe. Nemo, no! Dad? Oh, you're about to swim in open water. No, I wasn't. It's just a good go thing I was here. Dad, if I hadn't no, shown up, sorry, I don't know. He wasn't gonna go. Yeah, he was too afraid. No, I wasn't. This does not concern you, kids. And you're lucky I don't tell your parents you were out there. You know you can't swim well. I can swim fine, Dad. Okay? No, it's not okay. You shouldn't be anywhere near here. Okay, I was right. You know what? We'll start school in a year or two. No, Dad. Just because you're scared of the ocean. Clearly you're not ready and you're not coming back until you are. You think you can do these things, but you just can't, Nemo. I hate you. There's nothing to see. Gather uh, over there. Excuse me, is there anything I can do? I am a scientist, sir. Uh, is there any problem? You know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt things. He, he isn't a good swimmer, and I just think it's a little too soon for him to be out here unsupervised. Well, I can assure you, he's quite safe with me. Look, I'm sure he is. But you have a large glass, and he can get lost, you know, from sight if you're not looking. No, I'm not saying you're not looking. Oh, my gosh! Nemo's swimming out the sea! <gasps> Nemo! What do you think you're doing? stuck out there and I'm going to have to get you before another fish does. Get back here. I said get back here now. Stop. You take one more move, mister. Don't you dare. If you put one fin on that boat, are you listening to me? Don't touch the boat. Nemo. You touched the boat. You just pounded your little head. All right, so I'm curious. As a parent, if you've ever felt like that, right? You're like one, two, two and a half. One of the things that we have to deal with today uh, as, we, as we talk about parenting, and, and I know um, this is true for all of us, right? Whether we're parents, grandparents, whether we plan on parenting, fostering, adopting at some point in time, um, or even if we're just trying to figure out how God relates to us. This is critical that we understand the point of honor and obedience in a vertical relationship and, and the role that discipline 
and authority plays in that. What we talk about today with honor and obedience and authority and discipline and how that um, plays, we have to understand that that's the way that God's been dealing with us from the beginning. Right? Take a look at, at Hebrews 12, 5, and 6. says this, um, And have you forgotten... Right? This is the author saying, listen, listen, have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? My child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. And don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves. And he punishes each one he accepts as his child. And so part of what we have to wrap our heads around here is we talk about authority and discipline. And we talk about, one, how that relates to our children, sure. But we're also talking about how that relates to us from God's perspective as our Father in heaven and how he brings discipline on us. Because discipline is simply this. It is correction driven by love. If you're taking notes today, you can write that down. If you're a parent, write it down and underline it. If you're a grandparent, circle it like 12 times. Because you're really bad at this, grandparents. Listen, discipline is correction driven by love. It's the process by which we drive out folly and we replace it with wisdom. And that must be a parent's job. Just like it's the job of the God of the universe to do for us. See, if God were not loving, sometimes we wonder why God just doesn't let us have our own way. Why God just doesn't let us do what we want to do, just go the way that we want to go, and just do life the way that we want to do life. But we get this, right? As parents, or as grandparents, it breaks your heart, or when you see it happening somewhere else, when, when children are allowed to just go their own way and just do whatever they want, we are smart enough to know that disaster is lurking. Discipline, though, is correction that's rooted in love. It's the process where we drive out folly, something that will ruin a life, and we replace it with wisdom. And if you experience God's discipline in your life, that's what that is. That is God, because he loves you like crazy, seeking to correct you, to drive out folly and replace it with wisdom so that you can live a life that honors him and that means something. And as parents, that's our role too. Okay? All right, and so we continue this, and, and, and it's of critical importance. Um, the, other, the other thing that you should just know is this. Proverbs tells us that dis- discipline your child, for in that there's hope, right? Don't be a willing party to their death. That can sound really harsh. Discipline your children, because in that there's hope. Don't be a willing party to their death. I'm going to give you two ways to look at that. You can, you can take the human um, temporal perspective— And you know what? Um, In a human temporal perspective, my children, when they're young, I mean, even when they're older, but when they're young, they need to know to respond to my voice. They need to know that when I say something, that it must occur. You think about about Travis, and I don't have to pay him because he's downstairs working with the kids today. Um, You think about Travis as a young kid who decides that he can run through the parking lot I mean, parents, you know that's happened, right? Where the kids take off and they they let go of your hand and they go running and they shouldn't go running and something bad is about to happen. Cars are starting to back up. 